You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, September the 22nd. Thanks for tuning in. I am the St. Louis Cardinals host, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in as this is written close to 14 months of me hosting this show. So thank you uh, for tuning in each and every day. Um, and we're, we're going to go ahead and just get right into it as the Cardinals have somehow won 10 baseball games in a row. Their first time since 2001 of winning that many games in a row. We're brought to you today in part by Spotify Green Room. Be sure to join uh, one of our locked on green rooms today by downloading the free Green Room app. Cardinals win 2-1 to one against the Milwaukee Brewers. We're going to talk about the offense, talk about the pitching, and talk about how the heck the Cardinals are doing it, and as well as a managerial decision by Mike Schilt that paid off. And it's one of those decisions that I think only would have paid off on a winning streak, and it paid off on a winning streak today, or yesterday, excuse me. So we're going to just go and get right into it, because on this winning streak, we've seen a lot of, of big offensive performances. We saw, we, we've seen a really good offense against the Mets. We saw good offense against the Padres at a certain point. Home runs, doubles, extra base hits, late heroics, all these things. Yesterday was a pitcher's duel to a T. Jake Woodford and, and company pitching well for the Cardinals. Uh, Brandon Woodruff and company pitching very, very, very well for the Brewers. Brandon Woodruff striking out 10 Cardinals. His stuff was electric. So it was a different type of win, in my opinion, last night for the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to start from the offensive side of things. I know it's a little bit different, but just because there are a lot of cool and and fun and interesting things that went along with this offense, despite only mustering up five hits against Brandon Woodruff, because Brandon Woodruff for the Milwaukee Brewers was phenomenal yesterday. He gets tagged with his 10th loss of the season, but he's got a 2-5-2 ERA. He struck out 10 Cardinals yesterday. He was just, unfortunately, had a really, really unlucky first inning. Tommy, you know, not take anything away from the Cardinals because Tommy Edmond put together an incredible, I think it was not yet, nine pitch at bat to start the game. He then steals his 26th bag of the year, which I was surprised to see he had that many. And then he goes on um, to, to, to come around to score on that stolen base. So 26 stolen bases for Tommy Edmond uh, with that stolen base in the first inning. And then Paul Goldschmidt hits a ground out to advance the runner, situational hitting, and Tyler O'Neill has a sacrifice fly. Brandon Woodruff then gets Nolan Arnauto to pop out. But the situational hitting is something that Tommy Edmond talked about postgame and that, that that was really key tonight. You had really solid situational hitting and small ball. That is the definition of small ball. You didn't have a single hit in that first inning. You had a walk, a ground out, and a sacrifice fly, and you had a run. And then later in the game, you had Lars Newbar steal a base, and then Tommy Edmond sliced one down the left field line for a base hit to score a run. And he wouldn't have been in scoring position unless Newbar stole the second base. That was in the, the second inning with, with the double switch, and I'll talk about the double switch um, a l- little bit later on in, in, in the game. But even on that large new bar stolen base, he walked. So it just it goes to show that walks will kill you and, but from a pitching standpoint, but also from the offensive standpoint, excuse me, you don't necessarily need a hit barrage to score runs. And that's, this, this is a type of game that the Cardinals would have lost in, earlier in the season. You know, obviously June they would have lost because they lost a lot of games in June. But it's a situational hitting that Tommy Evan talked about that was so key to last night's victory. Because if you don't have situational hitting, if Paul Goldschmidt strikes out or flies out or pops out uh, or pulls a ground ball, then Tommy Evan doesn't go over a third. Then Tyler O'Neill's fly out means nothing. Then Nolan Arenado pops out. 
Innings over. And then Brandon Woodruff goes out and does what Brandon Woodruff does and mow down the St. Louis Cardinals last night because that's exactly what he did for his six innings of work. His fastball was electric. I love a good fastball. And his changeup was phenomenal. Tyler O'Neill got rung up on a changeup that looked a little bit outside, but Woodruff was painting the entire night, and he was phenomenal. So it's situational hitting that can make or break a team. When it's when it's going good, it's going really good. And last night, it went well for the Cardinals. Tommy Evan, as I mentioned now four times, I think, talked about it on the postgame. And it was a, just like I mentioned, a different type of win, and it was a satisfying type of win, not because the Cardinals you know, needed that type of win, but they're, they're finding a lot of different ways to win these baseball games. It's not just in a slugfest. It's not just scoring early and then later on, because I'm on Locked On Today, which is uh, Locked On Network's daily podcast talking about everything sports, and uh, Cardinals are kind of taking over the baseball world right now, so I was number one segment on there, and I talked about one of the, the key things for the offense was scoring early, often, and then scoring late as well, being able to add on to the lead, which is something that this offense was not able to do in, in, in months past. They were able to do it yesterday, scoring one in the first and one in the eighth. That, to me, has been the biggest difference of this team during this winning streak. And they had a tall task against them in Brandon Woodruff yesterday. It's not going to get any easier tonight or tomorrow uh, because the Brewers have a ton, a ton, a ton of good pitching, especially with Hauser going tomorrow, 640 to the first pitch tonight. But the offense struggled yesterday don't get me wrong you know you don't you don't really want to see a team strike out 10 times and only only hit hit get get five hits but two walks that they drew came around to score they manufactured runs they found a different way to win the game you know how many people the brewers walked yesterday two you know how many runs they gave up two you know which two runners came around to score the two walks Evan with a leadoff walk and large Newbar walked in the eighth manufacturing runs is key in today's game because there are going to be days especially in October if the Cardinals play deep in October it's going to be a cold night maybe it's not as easy to hit the ball out of the ballpark if you're playing in um, somewhere out east you know if you're northeast or anywhere cold even even in St. Louis sometimes the ball is kind of hard to fly out again I'm not saying it's impossible but it's a little bit harder to hit the ball out when it's 40 degrees versus 80 degrees in July so manufacturing runs is going to be key for any team this that's playing in somewhat cold weather this October, and the Cardinals proved that they can manufacture a run. And something else that they're proving on this winning streak, they can beat above 500 teams, and they can beat teams in playoff contention. They've beaten the Reds. They've beaten the Mets. They've beaten the Padres. And now they're beating the Brewers. Earlier this month, they split a series with the Dodgers. They're proving something that they haven't been able to prove the entire season, and that's that they're able to beat good teams. And last night, it was because of small ball, manufacturing runs, and being successful at it. That, that, that's what it is. This, this team is a team that is going to surprise some people, and some people might, might scoff at the fact that they're in the playoff hunt. This team is a lot better team than what they showed up, up in the first half. June was a bad month for this team. Don't get me wrong. This, this, I'm not saying that this team is a World Series caliber team playing to this level. No, this team is a playoff caliber team that was playing to a lower level earlier this season. So now they're playing up to their caliber. You know, obviously maybe a little bit higher than what they're supposed to with a 10-game winning streak. Those don't come around too often, hence the first time they've done this since 2001. But nevertheless, this is a team that has the capability to, to be this good, to, to be in this type of contention, three games up and a playoff spot with, you know, handful of games left. 
in that second wild card spot. Uh, four games up, excuse me. 15 and a half between them and the Dodgers, uh, but four, four games up on the Reds and five, four and a half on the Phillies, five on the Padres, eight and a half on the Mets, uh, 11 on the Rockies, and everybody else is mathematically eliminated. But if you want some chaos, head over to the AL East or the AL wild card. You've got a game and a half between Boston and Toronto. They hold the top two spots. New York is a half a game out of Toronto. Oakland and Seattle are just three games out of Toronto. So you've got five teams separated by just three games. Or five and a half games, excuse me. Still pretty, pretty impressive. But nevertheless, I digress. Offense, manufactured runs. Tom Yemen was a catalyst. That's what a leadoff hitter needs to do. Needs to provide a spark. Needs to p- p- help kickstart the manufacturing process of these runs. And that's exactly what Tommy Evan did last night. Walk to come around to score, stole a base before that. And then Tommy Evan with the NRBI hit in the eighth. Dylan Carlson left the game. And as of this, I was recording, haven't heard anything due to injury, uh, but he, Mike Schitt was asked post game about it. And he said, double switch. We're going to leave it at that. Haven't had a chance to talk to anybody. He was grimacing a little bit, uh, wincing in a little bit of pain. So hopefully Dylan Carlson is okay. Despite the 10 strikeouts and the overall ugly offensive performance, the two positives come to me in the first and eighth inning with Tommy Edmond providing a spark with, with the walk, the Tyler O'Neill sacrifice fly, and then as well as you know the Edmond base hit with a new bar walk beforehand. Manufactured runs. That's what the Cardinals did last night, and it led to a two-to-one win. Uh, Got to talk about the off or the, the pitching as well, because Jake Woodford stepped up big time, and Miles Michaelis should take a page out of Jake Woodford's book as he looks to continue his success tonight. I uh, will talk about that as well as a gutsy managerial decision that paid off for Mike Schilt in the ninth inning. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here in just a moment on Locked On Cardinals. But first, as I mentioned, our title sponsor today is Green Room. It is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll find hosts, not even just me, the MLB hosts, also NBA and NHL. Uh, so go download the free Green Room app, now currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the MLB group for the latest league updates, and follow me at LJFastball. Um, be sure to uh, find it. You're, you're, you're going to find a ton of incredible rooms in this app, so download it now. Green Room is changing the way we talk sports. Football is back in about pretty much in full swing, and BetOnline.ag is your number one place for all your football betting action on pro football and college action this season. They have a new, updated, and ready-to-go interface with even more odds, props, and contests for you to bet on. BetOnline.ag continues to be that number one source. So head to the website for your or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit. You can get that 100% welcome bonus when you sign up by using the promo code NFL100. That is NFL100. Whether it's football you want to bet on, baseball, boxing, basketball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports, and they are your online sportsbook experts. Jake Woodford was really, really solid yesterday as he picks up the third win of his 2021 season. His ERA lowered to 3.92. And this Brewers offense, while it might not be as uh, palpable as the the Dodgers or the Giants, is a very solid offense. I mean, for 
for reference, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, who do sit in first place in the National League Central, by the way, have scored uh, 695 runs this year. Tops in the National or second rather in the National League Central, but the run differential of 132. So this is a team that when they score runs, they don't let up a lot. So again, I'm not saying that this offense is top tier, but it's a playoff level offense, clearly. And Jake Woodford is able to strike out five um, in, in that in his start yesterday, gave up just two hits, walked run, worked out of a little bit of traffic, but kept the Brewers off the scoreboard. And Mike Schultz was asked post-game about the decision to leave him in for a fifth inning because this season, Rick Woodford has not gone five innings traditionally. Usually you go through four innings, then when that second turn of uh, his, then the batting order comes up, he takes him out, which is which has been fine. Jake Woodford trying to work his way back to, to what he needs to be to, to be a major league starter. But he left him in all five innings. Um, this was the first time he, he's gone five innings in a start um, all the way back since July the 24th. Granted, he was sent down. Um, his previous two starts went four innings against the Dodgers and the Mets. So he was able to go that fifth inning last night and really provide the Cardinals with a little bit more um, a little bit more depth. And just went one more inning, made a huge difference. Because then after that, you were able to, to go to your bullpen with a little bit of ease. You went to Reyes in the sixth, Cabrera in the seventh, Garcia in the eighth, who struggled a little bit, and then Gallegos, who struggled a little bit, but was able to get the job done. But Jake Woodford threw strikes. He threw strikes. That, that was, that, that's the name of the game for, from the pitching standpoint, in my opinion. 84 pitchers overall, 51 strikes. You know, maybe if that's a veteran guy or somebody not named Jake Woodford, you leave him out there for the sixth inning. I was okay with the decision to take him out after five innings. That's not the managerial decision that I teased in the last segment. I'll talk about that coming up in just a moment. But the Cardinals, or Jake Woodford rather, gave the Cardinals what they needed. A little bit of length, and you know what he did? Let's see, what, what, what's a buzz, buzz phrase? Oh, yes, he kept his team in the game. And that was key, especially since his opponent, Brandon Woodruff, was mowing down the St. Louis Cardinals last night. So Jake Woodford did his job and then some by going five innings, not allowing any earned runs. And if this is the Jake Woodford the Cardinals are going to get for the remainder of this season, you got to be feeling pretty darn good as a St. Louis Cardinal fan. If you are one. If you're listening to this show, I assume you are one. If you're a Brewers fan trying to get the Cardinals perspective, hello and welcome. Sorry you lost, but thanks for joining the show. If you're just a baseball fan, thanks for joining the show. But you got to feel pretty good if that's the Jake Woodford you're going to get. Not really a proven guy. And again, October is a different animal. So, you know, it's going to be different for him in October. I understand that. But I'll tell you what, this is not the Jake Woodford that we, that we expected, you know, at times this season when he was a starter, at times this season as a bullpen arm. He wasn't pitching this effectively. And again, I'm not trying to make this bigger than it is. I'm not trying to say, oh, he's the next, you know, Michael Waka in terms of rookie success in in a postseason run, no. But he he gave the Cardinals more than what he has had, had given them earlier this season last night. Last night was one of his better starts. Five innings, no one runs against the playoff team. Playoff team. The Brewers clinched. Uh, yeah, the Brewers have clinched their playoff team, so so they it, it's a big time start for Jake Woodford. Excuse me. And beyond him, the bullpen was able to make it stick. I think this is a great role right now for Alex Reyes as he continues to work his way back from the struggles that he had there for a week or two weeks or so. He pitched a scoreless sixth inning, struck out the side, walked a batter, got his third hole of the season. To get somebody back to, you know, I'm not saying that he has to go back and work to his way to a closer role, but you, you can't pitch somebody that 
time and time again in the closer role when it's not working. Obviously, you're going to lose a lot of games. The Cardinals lost a handful of games with Alex Reyes pitching the ninth. But this is a perfect reason as well why you don't just write that person off. Get him in some low-leverage situations, which the Cardinals did. Then get him in some maybe medium-high-level situations early in the game. And that's what the Cardinals are doing now. That's what Mike Schilt is doing now. Alex Reyes was able to pitch that sixth inning. It was a two-run game, or a one-run game at that point, excuse me. So it wasn't like it was just, ah, this is 14-0 or 5-0, this game's over, let's just go out there and hum-ho. No, he still had to focus and get outs and keep his team in the game. Walked a batter, so made it interesting, as Alex Reyes tends to do, but struck out the side and got out of there with a scoreless outing. This is, I think it's a wonderful role for Alex Reyes right now as he continues to work his way back to, to, to get to that all-star elite level. And again, I'm not saying that he, even when he gets back to that level that he needs to go back to the bullpen or back to the closer roles, excuse me. Maybe he's a better, as a reliever, maybe he's better just in this setup role. You leave Gio out there in the ninth or Luis Garcia in the ninth. Garcia got a save opportunity the other day. Maybe. I think that that's something that the Cardinals are going to work out. In, but I think that, for example, just to tease one more time the managerial decision, if Alex Reyes is closing in the ninth and he's facing Christian Yelich with first and third, I think it's a lot harder for Mike Schilt to make the call to walk Yelich and put the winning run on second base with Alex Reyes. Just my opinion. Talk about that in a little bit uh, in segment number three. But Alex Reyes, I think that's a, it's a huge positive and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to see Reyes, again, not ne- maybe not necessarily get back to the dominant role that he's at, that he was at, but get back to being efficient and getting outs. After him, the Cardinals went to Genesis Cabrera. He got two strikeouts in his 27th hold of the season. Pretty impressive stuff. Luis Garcia gave up a run, um, almost a two-run shot. Colton Wong <laughs> came real close to giving the Brewers, um, or to, to tie in that game, rather it was 2-0 at that point, the bottom of the eighth. Missed it just a bit. Runner on first, then goes to Lez, wasn't able to score. Um from first base, had to make sure the ball was down. I understand that, so I'm not trying to diss the base running. But, oh, that was close to tying that game. He was able to work out of it with the sacrifice fly. Uh, the, the Brewers got um, just that one run that inning. Just the one run. And Luis Garcia somehow, someway did his job um, after Willie Adamas was the sac- person who got the sacrifice fly to Jackie Bradley Jr. And then Gio. Gio came in the ninth. And it was not an easy, breezy ninth. Here's what happened in that ninth inning if you missed it. Leadoff single by Avicio Garcia. Uh, Lorenzo King grounded into a force out at second base and was somehow called out at first base when he was nowhere close to being out. But again, don't like to uh, diss the umpires too much. Uh, Luis Urias draws a walk. Manny Pena flew out. And then Giovanni Gallegos, or Mike Schilt rather, decided to let Gallegos intentionally walk Yelich. And then Pablo Reyes struck out to end the ball game. Always a better win when you end the game on a strikeout. Agree? Disagree? Let me know. At LJ Fastball on Twitter. I think it's much better to end the game via strikeout. That's just me. But again, if, if the bullpen is right, and this is also what I talked about on Locked On today, the, the hitting I think is going to be there. Maybe not always the 10-game winning streak type offense, but the offense is going to be there to manufacture runs, in my opinion, based on how they're rolling. Starting pitching has been pretty well even beyond this 10-game winning streak, even since the second half of the season. It's the bullpen that has just gone bananas in this 10-game winning streak. Yes, they, they faltered a little bit on Sunday in the 8-7 game, faltered a little bit last Tuesday um, in the extra inning game against New York. But overall, this bullpen has been phenomenal in this 10-game winning streak. So that, to me, is going to be what sets this team apart the rest of the season. Maybe not from, you know, playoff to World Series, but it's going to be from playoffs to not playoffs. This bullpen 
needs to be this efficient because when you have a guy like Jake Woodford only give you five innings, which again, if that's what Jake Woodford's going to give you, that's what he's going to give you. But you need to have bullpen pieces behind Woodford to to be effective in order to get outs behind him. So I'm really excited for what this bullpen has shown, um, and especially what they showed yesterday um, in a very close game. And again, I know I mentioned that Le- uh, Reyes' situation maybe not wasn't the highest of leverages, but everybody who came into that game, because it was a close game, became a minimum a medium leverage game because it was a sixth inning on, in my opinion. Um, so props to the bullpen tonight. Bullpen might be being used again if Miles Michaelis doesn't go deep in the game. Talk about that a little bit, as well as, I've teased it a handful of times, Mike Schultz's managerial decision that actually paid off to walk Christian Yelich in the bottom half of that ninth inning. So talking about both those things uh, in segment number three. But first, I want to tell you about the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. That is Built Bar. Built Bar has nine incredible flavors, and if you don't know them, I'm going to let you know. Here they are. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. All incredibly delicious. You can't go wrong. There's something for everyone. If you want my recommendation, these things are all covered 100% in chocolate. I love chocolate, so I'm going to order myself the double chocolate here in a couple days when I run out of the current stash that I have. So get yourself a mixed box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors. If you don't know which ones to try, try them all. They're all incredibly healthy, but they're also all incredibly they all they're, they're all incredibly tasty, and they're also all incredibly healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, and four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Order today the double chocolate, cherry barcia, orange, raspberry, whatever you'd like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. If I haven't enticed you enough, here's a money deal for you. Go to built.com and the promo code enter locked15, L O C K E D 1 5, locked15 for 15% off your order. You get a protein bar, you get an incredibly tasting protein bar, and you save money. What's not to like? Locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Get yourself a built bar today. I'm here just trying to help you solve problems. And here's a problem that I'm going to try and help you solve. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You've got your sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the really good stuff. There's a simpler way to get all the entertainment you love without all the hassle. And it's called Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together because it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device. And the best part about DirecTV Stream, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Last night, Mike Schilt made a gutsy move in the bottom half of the ninth with runners on first and third in two outs. Uh, Mike Schultz decided to intentionally walk Christian Yelich and put the winning run at second base. Tying runner's already on at third base because he had one out first and second and a fly out to center. Runner tagged to third base. If, Like I mentioned earlier, if if the Cardinals were on a losing streak, in my opinion, and again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but if the Cardinals maybe aren't playing well or you know, if she has a little bit less confidence in the guy that's on the mound, whether it's Gio or somebody else, maybe you don't put the winning run on second base. But because things are going well, it's a lot easier to, to roll the dice and to, to take a chance. And again, I'm not saying that that's an easy decision. 
I was questioning it at the time because it's really hard to put the winning run at second base. That's a really hard and gutsy decision. But what makes a manager, in my opinion, what a lot of times what can make or break a manager, and I've talked about this frequently on this show, is how the players make the manager look. Because the manager can only press so many buttons. Players have to go out and execute, especially at the major league level. I'm not saying managers don't make a difference. They get too much blame, too much credit for winning and too much blame for losses, in my own personal opinion. Still important. But Giovanni Gagos striking out um, Sandoval, I think was the, the batter's last name, um, to end the game, or pa- Pablo Reyes, excuse me, um, made that managerial decision pay off for Mike Schilt. Because if that doesn't pay off and the Brewers tie the game or win the game, then Mike Schilt's intentional walk right there gets blamed for the loss. There's getting a lot more attention than it is. Because now we're talking about it as if it was, or not as if, we're talking about it because it was a good move that paid off that led to a Cardinal win. It was a really gutsy move by Schilt, and it paid off. Have I said it's paid off? I think I've said it. it's paid off. Yeah, it's paid off. But the key to any managerial decision, whether it's a 10-game winning streak, 10-game losing streak, or anywhere in between, first place, last place, April to October, a big key in how a managerial decision looks after the fact is what the players do with that decision. And don't get me wrong. There are a lot of situations where, or certain situations, I should say, where a decision is just flat-out wrong. And again, that's a case-by-case basis. But I would argue that most of the time, how a player... Is how a player reacts when put, when he's put in a situation by his manager, that will say that dictates how that manager's decision is perceived based on what the result of that decision is. And again, that might sound obvious, but I think if, obviously if, if that decision leads to a, a Brewers run, we're talking a, a lot of different different emotion today, different attitude today. But it didn't. Schultz's move paid off. Ended up being the right move. In the moment, I didn't really have an opinion because I'm not getting paid to have that opinion about what the Schultz should do in the moment. Um, but I, I do, I was questioning it and uneasy with it last night. But it paid off. Cardinals got the win. Giovanni Gagos with an emotional strikeout to end the game. And the Cardinals now have 10 wins in a row. And they will look for number 11. Tonight, 640, the first pitch. Miles Michaelis and the Brewers have announced their starter as left-hander Brett Anderson. But Miles Michaelis... If, if he is able to give the Cardinals five to six innings of zero to two earned runs, that's a win. Because Michaelis, while he is coming off a very solid start in his most recent outing uh, against the Mets, or the Padres, excuse me, that, then that, that's, he needs to continue that success. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, coming off five and two-thirds, no earned runs against the Padres. Before that, he had five earned, four earned runs and five innings against the Reds and four earned runs and five innings against the Dodgers. So Michaelis just, in my opinion, five to six innings, zero to two earned runs. And that, that will count as a success for me. You know, Craig Council said that he's feeling his team's going to bust out of this offensive slump, slump they're in. Craig Council, the Brewers manager. But it's going to be tough to do if Michaelis is on, if he's on. Because Michaelis needs to do what Jake Woodford did and just go out there, throw strikes. Jake Woodford talked about it, about how there might be a little bit more emotion going into this uh, start because it's a winning streak. But when you're on a winning streak, starting pitchers want to match what the starting pitcher did the day before. So that's going to be Miles Michaelis' goal. Match what Jake Woodford did yesterday. Keep it rolling. The offense can only do what the offense is going to do. Miles Michaelis can't control that. What Miles Michaelis can't control is what he does on the mound. He just needs to 
Repeat what Woodford did yesterday. Five to six innings, zero to two earned runs. That would be successful. That is my expectation for Miles Michaelis going into tonight's start. That's the bar that I'm setting. Five to six innings, zero to two earned runs. That's what Miles Michaelis needs to do in order to be successful and for the Cardinals to have their best chance of winning. Brett Anderson has a 4-1-8 ERA this season, 56 strikeouts, 4-8 and eight record on the year. He has thrown 88 in the third innings, 21 starts, um, all his appearances, whip of 1-3-4. His last uh, start came on the 1st of September, went just two innings, um, no one runs, left that start early, obviously. Before that, on the 26th, he went four innings against the Reds, gave up three earned five and a third against the Nationals on the 20th of August, gave up three earned five and a third. So Anderson will look to better his most recent outings uh, on the mound for him. Cardinals will have a 641st pitch tonight and a one. Uh, 110 Central Time first pitch tomorrow. Um, so I'll be I'll, I'll tweet it out on at LJ Fastball and I'll uh, put it on social on the show's account at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. But I'm thinking we're gonna have a post game show on Thursday uh, and then a preview of the two games on Friday. Uh, that's what I'm thinking, um, but I will let you guys know, so be sure to stay tuned on social. If you're on the YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe, hit the bell to be notified when an episode goes live so you never miss one. Drop a rating, drop a comment. If you're on a podcasting platform, be sure to also drop a rating, follow, subscribe. Uh, it's all free on every platform, so that's going to do it for today's show. Tell your friends about it as well. Uh, but now that you've finished listening to this show, head over to Locked on Bets and listen in as to how they can help you win some money on sports betting. But that's going to do it for me today. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. As I mentioned, LO underscore Cardinals is the show's Twitter and Instagram. And email anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And until I talk to you guys tomorrow, which will either be before the game or post-game show, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.